everyone, welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. I'm Benjamin Holden. So we have a very special guest on today's podcast. He is very special. in the top percentile of OnlyFans creators. And today we're going to be talking about his story, how he went from teacher to absolute sex pest. So welcome to, to Madless Fitness. Thank you very much. Can we get a clap? Can you overlay some clap? Yeah, we can overlay clapping. Those two don't really go hand in hand, do they? Teacher and... Um, Whatever you just you would think that you would think that, but actually, it's surprisingly prevalent. No, what what, really? Big time. Is it like being a teacher and also being on OnlyFans? My best friend is a head teacher of a school, and he's he makes like six mil a year on OnlyFans. Imagine horny teacher. (laughs) Did you see that woman in the news who was actually got sacked in America for she was a teacher and then she got caught on OnlyFans? I I feel like we should. (laughs) Talk about getting videos that demonetise, I feel like straight away, <laughs> bad start, really yeah. bad start, really bad start. Although, oh but on the plus goodness. side, it's already done now, so we might as well just keep going, right? Yeah. yeah. We've, we've, we've laid it thick from the off, so why not? Okay, I'm just going to order some pizza, guys, right, so carry on, as you were. Are you going to go for pizza? Yes, yes, because that we've just a really... expended a serious number of calories. I am in the biggest of calorie deficits, I'm like probably a day behind now, calories. Why is the 4G so bad in this I studio? I know, you might have to get what Kyle to do it for you. And to be fair, Lucy and Matt have just done an FBI fitness test, which is why they're, they're both bitching at the moment. Yeah, fine, I actually, I did really well. I, w- I was so nervous this morning, well. and I'm a, I sound a little bit illy. To be fair, this will go up. After your two videos, so you can text me. Spoiler alert, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, let's not see what happened then. No, this will go up after your video. Oh, okay, I won. Lucy fell out. No, you didn't. (laughs) Lucy won the milk contest. I I won the real... Why is this not working? I won the real contest. The FBI. I'm actually in the FBI, though, so it's probably a bit of a... Well, you're not anymore if you've just aired that to everybody. I am. But you're not. I'm if you're in the FBI, I'm you can't tell... the Bureau, I can do what I want. You can't tell people you're in the FBI if you're in the FBI. I'm a chief... Constable. <laughs> is that an FBI title? I don't think it is, is it? Chief Constable. It's a terrible title. That's like a very UK police. Yeah, it is. We don't. Oh, I just aggressively punched a microphone. <laughs> very UK based police title, isn't it? Yeah, constable. it is. Absolutely a constable. And also, it's, I yeah. feel weird saying it because mm. it's got the, the C word in it. Yeah, the C word. It's spelt constable, so maybe to say that sounds better. Mm. Queen's English. We're going <laughs> to gonna speak to you a little about how you progressed through your career at some point. Sick. And Obviously, you started off, like we've been talking about, as a PE teacher. Did, yeah. Have you got any funny stories when you're a PE teacher? Um, you, <laughs> you must have some fun when you were at school. So, so like, from my school, I was very lucky, yeah, two reasons. Firstly, because the school were, like, were completely fine with me filming videos, which could have been, like, they could have been way worse, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you're definitely not meant to be a YouTuber when you're a teacher at school. But you can't even have people... People on Facebook. How did you? We. I went to so many safeguarding meetings, yeah. And the first thing they'd be like a a like someone would come in to like present, and the first slide was like, "Do not have any social media. Don't put your name on social media." And I'm literally just filmed the vlog like the previous night. I mean, like literally couldn't be any more. But the school were like were really cool. The head was like a really cool guy. We got we got him really well. Like so, I was very lucky in that respect. To be fair, like at that point particularly, or even now, like my content's not. It's not like I'm doing mad stuff. It's just eating food and training yeah. and stuff so yeah. it's not really controversial but still I only would have taken one parent to just say something then probably would have been in trouble so I was lucky um, but like my school um, I had such a cool PE department like all the other teachers were just absolute sickos I think generally not always but generally PE teachers tend to be quite cool I reckon or they're yeah. either weird or like really cool mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like, like mine were all pretty cool so like even when you had a terrible day like it was still but you just go and hang out in the office and it was like super fun mm. um, funny stories I don't know like 
I feel like the stories would be funny if you knew, like, so I could be like, oh, I remember when this kid did this, but, like, it's not going to mean yeah. anything to you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because we don't know them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it'd be funny in my head, and then that's it. I feel like it's going to go. What well. age group were the kids you were teaching? Were they, like, primary school or no, secondary? No, like, secondary, yeah, secondary school. So what's that, like, between the age of 10 to, like, 18? 10 to yeah, 18. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, in a... It was in Folkestone, but, like, the catchment area was pretty rough, so, like, lots of the kids had horrible home life, so, like, loads of, like, like loads of behavioural issues and, like... Um, yeah, just loads of like really naughty kids, basically. Do you think just, the PE helped them? Like, sp- not not yeah. sense, just PE. Like, I'm I think so I was fortunate P- teaching PE. Not always, but generally, it's a bit of a stereotype. But generally, the kids that struggle like behaviorally and academically, a lot of them tend to be good at sport, or at least they like playing sport. So, that you don't normally get it as bad. So you get the odd kid that's just, you know, really bad academically and is just really fat and hates sport, and that's the worst case. But generally, mm. the kids that are that are, yeah, naughty. A lot of them tend to thrive in sports. So then, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. You still, it's still hard. People say, oh, you know, PE is easy, but like taking thirty like twelve year old naughty kids and giving them javelins like on a field like <laughs> that's pretty bad. Like when it's windy as well. Like teaching, you know, it's still better. Like doing, you know, math. Trying to, I, I used to watch some like science lessons, for example, and I felt so bad. Like trying to get some of those kids to sit through an hour long science lesson when they have no interest in it is like like commendable but yeah when you're outside and it's like rainy and windy and you're trying to control 30 kids like it's pretty it's pretty shit sometimes yeah i was speaking about this last week and obviously you would have been you would have witnessed a lot of it in regards to fat kid culture and when you you know you're sometimes walking through tesco as there and you see a full family together of people who mum's overweight dad's overweight brothers and sisters are all overweight and and the, the kid who's like four five six is also Overweight as well. Yeah. How, and obviously you've got kids yourself as well. Yeah. How do you think your influence will impact, for example, uh, Lucas' <clears throat> upbringing as he goes through stuff as well? Because obviously, that we will, especially with parents, imitate and look up to them as role models. Yeah. So those kids who are walking around with parents who are massively overweight, yeah. I can look at, and they're going to have no other sort of person to say or intervention to say that this isn't it actually isn't I right I think it's not yet like I feel like I've got to be careful because I think it's a bit of a controversial topic and I think we're like I think there's just so many I think it, there's so many imbalances in the way that like health and weight is perceived like for example right if you had a if you had a, a little five-year-old kid right and they were dangerously underweight yeah you'd be un, you'd be at risk of them being taken away from you because mm-hmm. you they're malnourished right and yet you can have a kid that's horrendously overweight and it's fine like oh so that's funny little you know thingy fat kid like that's probably should give them a bit less food like how is that any different it's not if anything the, the impact on their health and life expectancy is probably more drastic when they're mm-hmm. that overweight so i think like that i think yeah i don't think that's right basically and like you said, that's what you'd see all the time. Like you'd see kids that were hugely overweight, and then their parents would come in, and they and they're also hugely overweight. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I personally I find that unbelievably frustrating because if you're overweight and you're aware of that, surely when you have a child, surely you're going to do everything you can to prevent them going down the mm-hmm. same path. So, for me, like I, I, I find I get angry because it's like, how can I don't know. I have two kids. I would never like if Lucas started getting overweight and had you know too much fat. I'll just give him a bit less food. It's pretty or make him run a bit more. Like it's pretty yeah. obvious. It's not. It doesn't take like a genius to do that. Um, and if you're already in that position, if you already are you know overweight yourself, surely you would be even more aware of that and you do more to stop that from happening. 
like I said, it's not, I don't know. There obviously is some, you know, a lack of understanding maybe on nutrition and like, but it's pretty basic. If you're overweight, eat less food, like do a bit more activity, like in your, it'll make a difference. So yeah, it's the same as academically, like obviously at school, the sad thing is that you can only do so much. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, some of the kids that were overweight, you know, I'd run extra little bits after school to help them out and like we'd educate them on nutrition. But ultimately when you're 10 years old, your parents are going to feed you. You can't, do you know what I mean? If they give you loads of shit and you know, you're probably going to eat it because you're a kid, they let you eat loads of chocolate. Like if I let Luca choose what he wanted, he'd eat loads of chocolate and stuff. But that's because he's a child. I, yeah. I control what he eats because I'm an adult and I know how that, I know what he should be eating. Do you know what I mean? So. That's obviously a parent's job, and at school you can you only see them for you know less than half of their life. So you're you're relying on their family to do the rest, and obviously a lot of the time it doesn't happen. Did you get the opportunity as a teacher to bring parents in and I don't know discuss nutrition or talk to them? Like I don't <clears> know if that's the thing now, or maybe it was um, when you were teaching. Yeah, little bits, but what you tend to find is, like I said, you're kind of treading on eggshells, and like I think. Uh, what a lot of them will, will just be automatically very defensive and it, it's the same just with people generally not even looking at kids just people generally someone that is over a lot of the time or sometime i don't know they won't acknowledge that it's their issue they won't say oh yeah do you know what? i eat too much or yeah i could maybe go for a run a bit more they'll say oh i've got an issue with this or I, i've got i'm having like the people tend to not take ownership of that so yeah. when it's their kids that's exacerbated they're even more defensive and it's like oh i don't know why he's you know i don't know why he's, he's big he, he doesn't eat and you know, he doesn't he doesn't eat very much but actually when you analyze it it's like He's playing Xbox yeah. 12 hours a day and eating just an absolute shit ton of, of rubbish like every evening. Um, so it's hard because I feel like you're just kind of fighting a losing battle when you try and yeah. approach that. Yeah. Obviously, uh, we're not, obviously what we're not saying is that the obesity epidemic or crisis is due to bad parenting. But I think when you're looking at that, you engage with a really lack choice. There's, there's got to be an element where parents take some responsibility. With it. And the UK, we have the worst child obesity rates in all of Europe and it's really sad one, one in every five children in between age 10 10 11 I think it is, is obese yeah one in every five I just think like I don't know 20 percent again I think it's like maybe it's harsh but that's that is child abuse if you're like it's your responsibility as a parent to raise your child obviously you know when they get to the age of 16 18 you that's it you know they if they want to do eat bad food they're going to do it but <clears throat> if you've <clears throat> raised them well and you've educated them and you've given them opportunities to, to do stuff and learn so I feel like You've reduced the risk of them becoming unhealthy because they they know what the repercussions are. And you've, yeah, yeah you you can even just metabolism alone. You know, obviously you can condition to an extent. You know, you can set yourself up for life. You know, in a good way or in a bad way as a child. Like, and again, that's the parents' responsibility. So if they haven't done that, like, yeah, I don't know. I find it very. I think it's mad. I think it's mad. Yeah, that like to own to own certain dogs, you have to have like a license. I think. Right. You, you have to like go through like some kind of yeah. criteria to own certain animals, like right? an Alsatian, wherever it is. For certain animals, you you have to you, you can't just not any old person can just do that, right? Mm. But anyone can just go and have a child. Now, obviously, I'm not advocating some weird like Nazi society, right? But at the same time, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Again, and I experienced it more being a teacher. Some of the parents at the school should not. They're not fit to have a kid. They're they're, mm. they're not very nice people. Have done horrible things like. I don't know. Some of the stories I heard were horrendous, and like you obviously, obviously empathise hugely with the kid, but like their parents should not have been allowed to have a kid yeah. because they're clearly we're just gonna. It's just a recycle of just doing horrible things to your children, them being older and doing the same thing, and like I don't know. It's, mad, it's, it's it? like some people when they get puppies for Christmas, though, they think that extra <clears throat> responsibility is gonna help 
their life and they have a child and they think this is going to fix yeah. a situation. Yeah. And it just yeah. It's, it's hard because you know what some people do. Some people like maybe haven't had a very nice life or haven't done very nice things previously. They have a kid and they, and they turn around and they become amazing parents. But like a lot of the time, like I mean, the writing's on the wall, right? If you're if you've done some horrible things in your life, then the chances are you're probably con- going to continue that because you're probably not a very nice person. So I don't know. Again, obviously, it's all it's all relative. To the, like my sister when she had a kid, she had a kid quite young and it, cha- it changed her changed because she became more yeah, yeah. But I think for some people, it just makes the situation even. Even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I think, I think, yeah. You obviously shouldn't underestimate the like the importance and like the the your if you're going to have a child, like <clears throat> that's amazing. But like, you need to be aware that that is obviously an enormous responsibility. Like, you're literally raising a human. Like, you're sculpting them and you're setting them up for the rest of the, your like their lives. And if you're not in a position to do that, if you think you're, you I don't know, yeah, whatever you're for whatever reason you're, you're not able to do that, then obviously don't do it. Don't just like yeah, rush into it because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, massively. One of the, the main reasons why we want to speak to you today because I think a lot of our podcast listeners, a lot of the questions that we get are about, for example, what you've done from, from going from a career and doing something that you love doing now. And I did the same, like I used to be a police officer and then tr- transitioned into the fitness industry. And a lot of our podcast listeners, uh, a lot of questions we get about how do I get out of a job that I'm not potentially enjoying doing? How do you make that transition? When do you know when it's right to move away from doing the, the nine to five job and transition into to what your passion is and how do you kind of yeah. find that gauge or how do you know in that period to to bear in the boat and essentially learn to swim is because obviously you've done that very 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 successfully mm-hmm. so talk us through your sort of journey from from there and, and when you kind of made the decision to to go okay do you know what this this for me now is is the full-time yeah. career yeah yeah so i think the first thing on that is that you've got to be prepared to work more than someone else like obviously if you're working a full-time job and that isn't the thing you want. You know, if there's something else on the side that you want to become your job, you you've got to be prepared to, to do a shit ton of hours, right? Because just just physically speaking, if your job is nine to five, you've got to work after that, you know, and you've probably got to put in maybe as many hours in your other thing to grow that to a point where it's going to be a full time job. So that's the first thing. It's not just going to happen. Obviously, it may do, but chances are it won't happen like overnight. It won't happen easily. You're going to have to put loads of time in to do that. Like for me, uh, so I was a teacher. I was doing like I like I made. I made YouTube videos for probably three years, maybe, without making a penny from it. Like, I made, like, multiple videos a week for th- for three years and didn't get anything in return. And, like... Didn't you so- actually have the monetization off as well? Yeah, I, I think, it's, yeah, for a while I didn't realise that was even a thing, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> at that point, you're looking at, like, £5 a month yeah. or whatever. Like, I remember the first time I got paid from YouTube and it literally was, like, £50, I think, for a month. And that was making, like, you know, three videos a week, a week or whatever. Um, and, and that's why I think the majority of... YouTubers, or this is going to be applied to any profession. Like, if you're trying to grow your own your own company, people give up because it's just shit. Like, I was literally filming myself in public multiple times a week and getting like 50 views or 100 views in a video, and it's very hard to justify that. Like, particularly, you know, after a while, like we obviously had a son, like a got a full time job. I'm trying to also train as a powerlifter, so lots of other things. So like, I had lots of opportunity to be like, do you know what? Probably is a bit of a waste of my yeah. time. Like there were so many times where I thought, like, why am I doing this? Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't realistically think it. Yeah, I, I, I for a long time I thought like I didn't. I thought it would be cool if it did become my job, but I didn't think it was a feasible thing. I didn't think it would get to a point where it was like a good enough salary that I could just do it as a job. But like, maybe, like partly because I'm quite stubborn. Like I was like, I've done it for this, and I might as well carry on going. Mm-hmm. And partly because like, part of me was like, what do you want? I'm making like decent videos. Maybe I should keep going because I'll get some traction or whatever. Um, so there were lots of chances, lots of times where I thought, oh, this is a waste of time, but I just kind of kept going and eventually got some traction. Um, 
it, it wasn't until, to be honest, I started doing, I introduced like online coaching. So I was like, you know, people pay me, I write a training program and keep in touch via email. And then, because at that point, my after about three years, my YouTube revenue was probably, I don't know, maybe a couple of hundred pounds a month, like not anywhere near a significant mm -hmm. salary. Um, but my, I started online coaching and immediately got a good number of clients. And within about a week, uh, that was then equivalent to my school salary. So I was like, well, hang on a minute. This is now, a, you know, I was already looking for it. Like, again, I didn't know if it was realistic, but I was, I was looking for a chance to think, you know, make, could I possibly like transition into doing this? And when that happened, when, when the, the income from that stuff was then on a level with my school, it was like, well, this is a bit of a no brainer now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think I went like I went like part time at school. I went down to like four days a week. Again, they were really cool and they were really like um, understanding uh, and like supportive. So I went down to like four days a week, then like three, and then I think from three days a week, I, I worked for maybe six months part time. And then at that point, within within me starting to go part time, uh, coincidentally, that's when my YouTube just kind of blew up. And within like six months, it just changed enormously in terms of like revenue. Um, so then it was just like I said, it was just there was no there was no need for me to school, be at school. Like I, I didn't dislike my job; it was quite a cool job. But like I enjoyed YouTube way more, um, and I was acutely aware because there was lots of times when I couldn't do certain things. I would I'd miss events or couldn't film a video because I was at school. So yeah. like it was mm. holding me back. So as soon as I stopped teaching, like it was just so much better in terms of just that freedom. Like in terms of being able to do stuff, not worrying about making content that might be offensive because I'm working at a school. Like it, just, yeah. it was like liberating. So that made a massive difference. Did you have Luca at this point as well? So yeah, so I, I, so he's five now. So yeah, I had Luca like a like three years or so into YouTube. So I had a, th a few years of just making videos. Then I'm trying to think of the point I had it. When I had him, I was still working full time at school, I think. But that was around the time when I started to like uh, had a year or so. Then YouTube started to take off. Um, I think that's that's one of the biggest things. And when we speak to people, is and that's why it's great coming from your perspective. It's it's all good. Us saying to people, just quit your job and see how it goes when you've got a family who are yeah, reliant yeah. on your income and yeah. you've you've got bills to pay you've got a house yeah. like for when we did it it's I was, a risk yeah, isn't it I was, yeah. like, I was living at my mum and dad's so yeah. it was I had the security and the safety there you've got to make that decision yeah, and it yeah. backfires exactly you've got yeah. your whole fucking yeah. family like we, had, we had a mortgage we had obviously yeah like Luca we had a son um uh, like my wife says was working at school as well so we had like you know between us we had a you know a reasonable salary like you know an average whatever UK salary but like nothing crazy at all um, I think the only difference for me is that I was a qualified teacher as a qualified teacher you're probably going to get a job like mm. even if I had to take the hit and teach something that I didn't want to teach you know, a non-PE subject I probably could have if it had gone you know like balls up and it hadn't worked mm. I could have gone back into teaching like Maybe wouldn't have got the same, you know, set up at the same school, whatever, but I'm sure I could have found something. So that made a bit of a difference because I had a little bit of a fallback, I guess. But yeah. I was, I'm a pretty confident guy. And like I said, the point I left, it, it was at a point where it was already, yeah, it was pretty obvious. It was just growing in a very linear fashion. So it was pretty clear that, like, it was going to be fine. You know what I mean? I think it's hard when you've got that, that bit at the start, though, especially probably those first three years where you were making content and getting fuck all yeah, back yeah. from it. Because a lot of people see you and see that iceberg theory. Of, yeah. There's they don't see that original work that you've had to put in to get there. They'll just see. what I mean, that's what what's cool is that I've got all my old videos are still there. Like, a lot of people delete them. I've got like fifteen hundred videos, so you can go and watch my first like three hundred videos. Mate, even in that itself, it's fifteen hundred videos. Yeah. That's fucking yeah, insane. that's insane. Yeah, it is mad. And but like yeah, my first few, first you know couple of years of videos was so bad. Like it literally kills me watching them back. <laughs> but like yeah, it's I think it's cool because like. 
it's cool to look at that and think that person is going to go on and make loads of money and do all this stuff doing YouTube. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like if I was back in the day, if I saw someone else like that had come, yeah, I'd find that inspiring to be like, mm. oh, do you know what? Actually, maybe it is realistic that you can go and do that because I think a lot of people, I don't know, I think I feel like human nature is like, oh, it's unrealistic. It's not going to happen. Like it's a waste of time, whatever. But like, I feel like obviously you know if your content's dog shit then probably stop doing it. But like if you're making good content like and you persevere and you're consistent, the chances are you will eventually get some traction. What was that? So for those <clears throat> first three years, what was that content you were doing? Is it similar to what you do now? No, so or was, my, it, was it not the kind of? So like, <laughs> started out with like it started out like when I started YouTube, I was just doing it for a laugh. I didn't know what I was doing. I just made like videos. It was like instructional, so it was like beginner circuit training like yeah. how to get bigger oh, so like fitness proper, like very terrible fitness. yeah but terrible stuff uh and that was the theme for a while but then it kind of dawned on me that like you know instructional videos are just for me just just like i find them very boring and very repetitive there's only so many things only so many muscle groups and exercises you can do like yeah i feel like it's a bit of a niche and you're it's kind of it's a bit of a ceiling on that you know uh, but yeah, that was my content for the foot. Then like I got into powerlifting. So then for, I don't know how long, maybe a year, my, my videos were like bench day one, squat day one, <laughs> deadlift day one, bench day two that I'd do like five, six videos a week. And that was my video. It was like me going to the gym and benching and putting a commentary over it. Like it's just so bad. But I did that again, I did that for like a year. And the thing is, it's terrible, but like some people like that. Some people like just following along with your training progression. Mm. Uh, I used to get so many requests to do like everyone would be like I'll do like a full day of eating and I was like what is a full what does that even mean like a full day of eating and then like I looked into it and it's just like you just just film what you eat for the day and I started <laughs> doing them and they got like 10 times the views of my other videos and I was like well, so I can do more of these then yeah. that's how I got into like the and at that time that was back in the day when like that's what fitness was every fitness channel would just do food videos that was all the fitness content and food challenges like that's when it was like really rife um so I still retain some of the training stuff, but yeah, we'll just start doing food videos. Then I think I did like a 10K challenge and it like went viral and then that was it. I just did about 4 million calorie challenges, <laughs> basically. Do you know what that's interesting? Because oh I, obviously you've got your, your book out as well, which was that come out last year? Yeah, yeah. And one of the parts in that was about eating disorders, which we spoke about quite a lot. Yeah. We spoke to Niall about it last week as well. And a lot of people who are in competitive sport seem to pick up some some of those negative habits you had it with with swimming as I well had it didn't with you swimming. and yeah. the question i want to ask is how did you ma because i think it's one of those things eating swords it for for me personally for a lot of people i've spoke to it never always 100 percent comes away it's always like kind of lingering yeah, thing that is yeah, sometimes yeah. if you sit on the fence or stuff it could potentially creep back in yeah how did you manage that that kind of content and doing those sort of videos with your previous from eating disorders because that's something that developed from when you were doing was it triple jumping as well yeah 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 i mean so in in terms of eating disorders I th absolutely i think any any sport or activity where you have to regulate your body weight is almost inevitable it's going to happen right like you, you if you're if you have to be that mindful about what you're consuming the chances are it's going to become obsessive or it's going to become weird in some way mm. and you develop like an unhealthy relationship with food but for me like uh the videos weren't too bad in that sense because it wasn't like they're all one-offs like in in the sense that you do it for a day and that's it you know what i mean so it wasn't and i could have not done them i wasn't i didn't have to do them so that didn't that wasn't the same in that sense i was okay it just definitely because they got progressed like obviously did a 10k challenge that did well did maybe one or two more then but then i had to ramp it up so then it was like right now it's gonna be a 15k challenge mm -hmm. and then like 20 and then i did like a 25k challenge and like the last couple yeah. of those like fucked me up like 
I, I literally, I think that the 25K just irreparably damaged my gag reflex because that was years ago. And even now, like, it's a legacy of bulking lots as well. But, you know, there's times when I'll eat, like, a, a, a lot of fat and I'll be, I'll be like, what? Just, do you know what I mean? Like, after that video, I had, like, <laughs> yeah, a, Like what, sorry? What? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, proper gagging. Like, after that 25K, I had about a year where... I would sit down for a meal and it was just a normal sized meal and I, I would just be properly gagging. Really? Not, not a fault at all, but just my body just rejecting like fat. Um, but yeah, again, that's a legacy I think of bulking as well, just force feeding yourself over and over again. Like you, you, I would think, oh, you know, the more you do it, the, maybe the better you get and the more you, you but it's, it's the opposite. I feel like the more, the more you bulk, the harder it gets. It just yeah. becomes horrible. And like I said, you just develop a really unhealthy, I'll just dread meals. I'd wake up and be like, oh, I feel sick all the time and just have to, literally just force food down my throat um so the challenges yeah i mean they they, they they were horrendous especially the last couple were absolutely horrendous but like they all served a purpose and like they were kind of you know fairly isolated so like it wasn't too bad it just sucked at the time but like i said i mean initially they they were responsible for like an enormous amount of growth that i experienced like that's they they were the first thing i did that kind of really blew me up so mm-hmm. yeah they served a purpose for sure Do, did you not ever feel pressure to keep doing those videos because of what yeah, of yeah. how that's true yeah i mean i i mean i guess self-imposed pressure because you don't mm. have to grow you don't have to do more if you don't want to but like i yeah it was pretty apparent that those videos would all go viral like you know the they just got more there's so many more views than everything else i did um grew, got me a huge amount of subscribers and you, it's not even like just you know just oh more subscribers that's that's literally money it's revenue like those videos alone made money but the repercut you know if a video my 25k challenge, let's say it got me another 100,000 subscribers. You're talking about like thousands and thousands of yeah. pounds a year. It's a lot of money. That's that, and that's my job. So, like, yeah, like, I guess it, that is a lot of pressure because you think, well, hang on a minute. If I do another one of those, like, I remember 25k, I remember chatting to Sarah about it, and we were like, that, I can't even do that. Like, this is stupid. Like, this is, this is a terrible idea. But it's like the temptation is so high because I knew it was going to get a lot of views. I knew it was going to get me a lot of subscribers. So it was like, just take the hit and do it. Do you know what I mean? But like, it's just the the worst feeling just having to eat that much food and on camera as well i don't know like could you have like a, you can eat a, a lot of food but when you start it. filming yeah you, i mean i know people that have yeah i know people that yeah. have fake like challenges i know people that have done 20k and done it over like three days and done it as, as really? a one day video yeah yeah it's pretty common it's not that isn't it it's not hard like you can fake that stuff pretty yeah easily. if you if you i mean you can see you know obviously if you've time lapse you're eating then like it's pretty obvious you're eating the food mm-hmm. but like in terms of you could do it over multiple days, yeah. I think like that that situation for some people, depending on whether or not it's so dangerous, because for for people like I've I, you know when you watch people and or I've seen people online, and I'm a pretty good guess right now because I've had an eating disorder before. We're like you you are literally in the midst of an eating disorder, yeah, and you're also being fueled by that dopamine hit of getting double taps or likes, and then yeah. monetization on top of that. It's like you're fucking going down a, a well, rabbit, mate, there are, rabbit there are hole. Ch- like, I, 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 like, I've got, I kind of got out of it. Like, I haven't made a food challenge video for about three years. Like, I do food videos, but it's just eating random shit. I don't shit. think there's anything not... wrong with doing it. I think, as well, if people are, like, giving some context to it as well, it's like WWE, just don't fucking try us at home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah, but I think it's, like, I see some channels and, like, they've got to a point where that is every video. So, like, where I'm doing the 20K challenge, they're doing that. Every mm. video is, like, literally 10, 15, 20K challenge every single video. So, once a week, they're eating, like, 15, 20,000 calories of just absolute shit. Like, I know you can 
condition yourself for it and you can obviously eat you know really well the rest of the time but there, there's got to be some long lasting repercussions yeah. of doing that oh, absolutely that dude from America does it all like the blonde hair I can't remember what his name is Eric the Electric That's yeah yeah, he's a, he's yeah. A, I met him he's, he's, a, he's an awesome guy like he used to he suffered from like eating disorders like anorexia he had loads of issues in the past right and he said that he uh, what did he do so when he was anorexic or whatever like you know he was terrified of eating food basically and he used to go to like he went to like a Chinese buffet and he would just eat the vegetables but he'd be there for like four hours he just developed an unbelievable capacity just you know stomach just to feel just to eat so much food um, but yeah the guy yeah he, he I think he's done I don't know he's done something mad like 40,000 in two 48,000 maybe in two days like just a, an incomprehensible amount of amount of food um, and he's like a small guy. That as well. would kill me. But that's the thing. Most competitive eaters are most competitive eaters oh are like gosh. skinny little small people because there's no, you know, none of that. Their, their organs, their stomach can just expand because mm-hmm. there's no fat in the way. They'll drink a huge amount of water and stretch their stomach um, fast, and then just go and absolutely plow through amount, like a crazy amount of food. That's the thing. Like, I, like I've done some of those, but like I'm, I'm by no stretch a competitive eater. Like my, in fact, my eating capacity now is pretty poor. I think as a result of those, I think it's kind of yeah. damaged. Like. If I try and eat loads in one sitting now, I really struggle. Um, but there are some people I've met that could just... Their capacity to eat is just, like, sickening. Have you seen that woman that does them? Uh, uh, thingy, sh- uh, Leah... Sh- hot dogs. Yeah. She, in, she, like does, she doesn't even eat them, she just breathes, she inhales. That's going back like to that gag reflex. That's a skill that I, I haven't got that. So if, I, if I'm eating loads of food, before I feel full, I'll feel sick. That's the first thing I get, I feel sick. She can just switch that off. They, those guys can mm. just literally pour food down their throat and they're just completely fine. Like, that is literally a... She'd make a lot of money on OnlyFans as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen her? Yeah. Remember we met her husband at that event? Is she on OnlyFans? <laughs> Sorry, what? No, I actually don't know what... No, I said if she was on OnlyFans, she'd oh, make fucking shitload yeah. of money. Yeah, yeah, she would. Because it's... That's, there's, that's a sordid little niche, like... like Eating, eating, eating yeah. a whole sausage. That like muck, but oh, it makes me like you know when you get like ASMR, like people just there are channels. I've seen some channels like I saw a girl and her content is like each video is like forty minutes of her just eating in silence, just her eating like just. Oh, some I people can't like, listen. Mate. I have a that noise of that. makes me want to cut yeah. my ears off. Yeah, and every video is just that. Wait, when I'm at home, people watch it. Got like a million views. I can't eat anything at all. It's like I've got to sit and eat my dinner in the corner and just like. Do you know? No, I have it worse with gulping. If someone gulp, don't. What are you doing? What are you doing? Just control it. No, that, that eating sound. That. What if ben someone's just did there. eating, like the, the sound, the audio of someone eating makes me want to like. It makes you want to just yeah, cripple up into a makes ball. Makes me like angry, like I literally so horrible. Do you know what's right. so crazy as well on the whole food thing? <clears throat> the one reason that I've never done a 10k challenge, I it would do so well. Yeah. It would do so well. The one reason I haven't is because I don't think I could just, I couldn't deal with one, eating it, and two, the repercussions, because I did used to have quite a severe eating disorder for so long, and I had YouTube at the time. I remember everyone was like, do these challenges, like everyone's doing them. I was like, I can't. I was like, if I start, yeah, it's, slippery, it's, a slippery, it's a slippery slope. slope. It is because it's just easy. And I'm glad like, I never you film did yourself it. eating food for a day, and you people again, people forget that it's money. It's not like oh, you get some views, great. Like that's literally money. Like mm-hmm. the, yeah. I did a Navy SEALs fitness test, right? Which got like I forget now, 18 that's mil views. So yeah. well. That's made just just the video alone. Like I forget, like I think like close to forty thousand pounds just on ad revenue on one video. So like if you do a viral food challenge, that's it's it's lots of money. So it isn't just even just growth. It's like physical there's a physical mm. return so 
the temptation is very high because it's like, hang on a minute, I can just do this for a day, film me eating some food, and then someone's going to give me loads of money. Like, yeah. obviously going to do that. Yeah, completely. I, I, to be honest, now I don't think. I feel like it's almost. I feel like the the trains are gone. I feel, I feel like it's not a thing anymore. So I mm. I, I reckon now. I agree. If I did a 20k challenge, I don't think it would do very well. Like I think back in the day, like I said, going back two, three years, you, you, it was a guaranteed viral video, mm. guaranteed. Yeah. And a lot of channels that built themselves essentially just on that, basically. Yeah. There's a lot of channels as well that have built themselves up, and and you've been involved in quite a lot over the last couple of months in this whole natty or not claim yeah, that we've yeah. been up before. Yeah. And the video that went up not too long ago was with Derek as well, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. You obviously were, were chatting about getting the tests and stuff done and. Yeah. There's, there's like it's a point. I mean, I've had the stuff thrown at me before as well, but not on the scale that you probably had. It. And we spoke quite a lot on this podcast about people who just like to shit on people's day or just like to point the finger yeah, yeah. And, and throw stuff at you. Because, I mean, straight off the back, some people, when they see people, for example, like yourself, it's like a mirror being held up to them and it makes them look at themselves internally and they'll go, they'll get pissed off about it. And the one thing that makes them pissed off is probably you. So they're going to attack yeah. you about it. So they're sitting there from kind of their really shitty position. It's just easier, right? Yeah. It's easier. Like if you're a lazy person, right? It's much easier for, if you like, if I think, oh, he looks better than me because he takes drugs. Is it easier thing to say than, oh, maybe I could train harder or maybe I could like eat a bit better or maybe I could go to whatever it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's an easier, that makes you feel better about yourself because you think, oh, I could never do that because he's on drugs. That's why I, I, I look bad. So actually, you know, I'm doing all right. It's just because he's doing this. Like, that's, that's, it's a bit of like a cop out. You know what I mean? It's an, it's an easy way out, basically. I think that's, that accounts for some of it. I think some of it as well. I think it's just, it's just a sad reflection on just like society and human nature. I think people like thrive on like, I guess, negativity. Like, if you look at the news, like, it's just dominated obviously by negative stories, right? Depressing negative stories that attracts like way more interest mm. so if someone made a video that said that just saying oh these people are not on drugs no one cares whereas if you make videos where you say these people are on drugs it's like really exciting they get loads of attention there's a whole it's a massive like genre now there's a whole like audience of people that just love that content eat that content up like is this person on drugs or not it's called negativity bias and that's human beings psychologically yeah. we always are attuned to the yeah. negative shit that goes on all the I time. do it as well I think yeah I, I find myself doing it like I, I don't know like, it's mad like you you see like oh shark tag I'm like oh I want to watch that you're yeah, like what yeah. am I doing like it's just <laughs> bizarre mate but like that is a definitely like a yeah it's uh, a, like a human nature like a, a trait for sure um, it, like I, I mean I completely understand it I'd like you know on the one hand, it's like the eating videos, you know. So looking at those, so the, like Derek and also like Greg said, they're the main two. Those two are yeah, like yeah. running the show in that uh, in that genre, in that field. Like those videos do well. So just from a business standpoint, I understand they've got to. They're, they're making a living off that. They make the videos. They make more money. Fair enough. Like I don't have a problem with that. I mm. just feel like the, the the issue I would I take issue when it's just lazy. Like if you're going to accuse someone of taking drugs, at least do you know some serious research. Like. I would never accuse someone of doing something bad unless I knew either categorically it's, it's the case or at least I had like overwhelming evidence. Do you know what I mean? So some of the, sometimes, maybe not those guys, but I know I've seen those videos in the past where it's like the evidence is he's big and he's quite lean. That, mm -hmm. That's it. That's, yeah. the, that's the extent of their evidence. And I think, I don't know, I think you've got to be very careful because for those guys, they've got to appreciate that if they say oh, he's definitely on drugs, then their audience is going to believe that. And obviously it's, it's, a, it's you know, you're, 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 they're in quite a powerful position, you know. So I think mm. it shouldn't be taken lightly. But at the same time, I guess you could argue that, you know, 
it's just social media like who gives a fuck like you know I mean? if you if you put yourself on social media i feel like you can't be sensitive you just can't go you got to yeah. take the hit because you can't i can't i i've i have so many sick things that have come from social media so many amazing benefits and awesome experiences and like financial gain I don't think I can then be like, oh, no, it's not fair that they're saying this. Like, just fucking suck it up. Do you, know I mean? it's just, just do you think you ever get to the point where it's like, well, I'm getting all these accusations. Shall I just blast the shit out of trend to be an absolute house? Mate, if I, <laughs> do you know how many times I've thought that? Like, yeah, if I if this was going back 10 years or if I was a single guy, yeah, I'd be, I don't, I don't know if I would, but I'd be very tempted just to be, just to do a year of just like the most optimal cycle. And then we give my water my glass. I'm gonna top you Thank up. You, I, I Dehydrated just, as well. Y- yeah. Yeah, just do the most outrageous cycle because, like, you don't know. Some people don't respond right, but I'm pretty sure I'd be a fucking yeah, monster. Well. I'd be the biggest man, the strongest man in the, in the world, mate. So, like, part of me is tempted just to be like, hang on a minute, give me like six months. That's what I look like on steroids. Do you know what I mean? Oh. But, but again, it's oh, just. Yeah. Yeah. Carl was asking me this yesterday before that, that I, if he thought that, if he thought that I thought you'd taken stuff. Yeah. I said. What do you say? I I think if you would have taken stuff in the past, I would have thought you would have done it whilst doing something like yeah. the triple jump for performance purposes, because you, you would get have, caught you out. Would have, no, but you would have a lot more to gain from doing that. Yeah. Like uh, one, you just, one... just being, if you being any bigger or any yeah. leaner than you are now, wouldn't you wouldn't get anything from it in regards to monetary value. Yeah. Like you wouldn't get anything from being like maybe like in the gym, you'd be like oh, I can lift a little bit more. Yeah. Isn't the kind of the diminishing returns? <clears throat> what you would put into it and get out of it isn't actually. Yeah that big I think the other thing Matt obviously wears very, very small tops as well so that plays look way bigger than I'm yeah. actually quite small yeah. yeah I think that's a massive misconception so two things firstly like you said there the the athletics thing some people will say I think Greg might have said oh he used to be a high level athlete so he definitely was on drugs then like I, I think at my very best I was ranked third in the UK as a triple jumper my my PB yeah was like 15 and a half metres we're talking like three like three meters off the world. Like I, I was nowhere near world class, not even close. Like I didn't get any, you know. I got a bit of like, um, you know, my club will pay for like travel and kit and stuff, but I was nowhere near elite athletics level. Nowhere near. Like I trained so hard and I wanted to be, but athletics is just genetics. You've got to be an absolute, you know, one in a billion. Like I've got very good genetics, but. Track and field, mm. those guys are just next level. You're talking, like I said, Usain Bolt, you know, that's one person in a generation. It's just complete, you're a complete genetic freak. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for triple jump, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't good enough, basically. I tried hard, but I wasn't good enough. So uh, the level I was at, you know, I'm talking like going to a, like the track we're at today with like 20 people there. It's not the level, you, you don't take drugs yeah, yeah. at that level. If you're competing internationally, like, um, you know, I'm talking like going to the Olympics and that would make more sense. But the level I was at, Going from a 15 and a half meter triple jumper to a 16 and a half meter triple jumper, which you know, the, putting a meter on my PB, which would have been absolute best case scenario on drugs, is still not even enough for me to go to the Olympics. So what it would make no sense, you know, I was nowhere near at that level. Yeah. And, and then in terms of me now, like you said, it's another misconception in that the classic one people say, oh, he, he can't say he can't admit to being on drugs because he'll lose his like Gymshark contract or he'll, you know, he can't admit to doing it like. If I was on drugs, mate, do you know how much content I'd get out of that? It would be the dream. Would, <laughs> that would be a reason to go on drugs. Like mm-hmm. I'd get so many videos and so much content out of it. It would be amazing. And in terms of my contracts, no one gives a shit. Like I can do what I want. If I want to, if I want to take drugs, I would do it. Like no, no, no company or no scenario would stop me from doing that. It would be my decision. Do you know what I mean? But like you said, why? What am I going to gain? I'm not competing. I don't intend on competing. 
what am I going to get a bit bigger, get a bit leaner? Mm. But why? Why that doesn't help? My content isn't reliant on my physique. It doesn't matter. I don't really care that much. We're we're that difficult with some people's contracts because genuinely it does specify. Yeah. I had a contract with a company that wrote name and it said yeah. you can't be an anabolic steroids in it. So if like, and I was looking around the company that I was with, I was like. <laughs> He definitely is. I know he is. If you look he's, at, if you look at Gymshark, every, you know, it's not a, it's not a secret. People know some of their athletes are openly on drugs, so it's not a thing. There's there's no clause I can yeah. I can show you. There's no obviously there's no clause in the Gymshark contract that says you can't be on drugs. Like I'm just putting out there now. That's not a thing. Yeah. I'm not someone gonna... said someone said before. I think I forget it was now. Someone said in the video. Oh, I've seen. A, I think it might be someone that was that was that was that Gymshark sacked them off and they were quite bitter and they said, Oh, I know it was in the contract. Yeah. I said this. It's not. It's not true. That's not in a contract. Yeah. No. For, for me, it was in in one of my and I, that yeah. that was quite an old old one as well. Yeah. And I think for for ones like that, it's, it's they're the ones that are shitty as well because you may have people who potentially open up and would talk about it quite openly, yeah. but they're literally being paid not to talk about yeah. it, like the same cat which, which is worse, right? Because yeah, that's yeah. that's where the issue lies. Like if you want to take drugs, fill your boots. As long as you're doing it in a safe environment, then do what you want. It's per, like freedom of whatever personal choice. But it's when you're if you're taking drugs on the provider, if you're if you're if you're publishing the fact that you're not on drugs, yeah, then obviously that's hugely misleading. That's where the issue lies. So if you're telling someone to not admit to taking drugs, that's even worse because they're giving the impression that they're not on drugs when they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all because then that's coming from we're looking at people. We're, we're looking at people and saying, "Well, you should be talking." about it. I don't think anyone should have to. Like everyone's entitled to do what no, they want to do. Not not at all. No, it's, not at all. But 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 you can't say you're I'm natural. natural. That, yeah, yeah, obviously, that, that goes without saying. If you're saying if you're if you're openly saying you're not on drugs when you are, that's of course yeah. That's over And that's that, where yeah. people are misleading people because then people go and buy my program, which is whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's the part that's wrong. And and those companies that are setting those structures in place for people to basically keep quiet and yeah. be be on gear is yeah. is is pretty shitty and i think that's where it's then it's it's difficult to kind of well why should people then have to come out because they're literally getting paid some people are getting paid five grand a month yeah, yeah. just to never ever even even talk about it. and that's where yeah. it becomes then fucking difficult i um i spoke about before on the podcast like i did stuff and it depends what circle you're in i i did gear when i was like 18. And, you really yeah I didn't know like, bl- blast i'm leaving i'm out yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was before he met me also okay. because I'm quite I grew up as an athlete where I got drug tested yeah, yeah. so I'm super like against yeah, yeah. it well, it depends where you are I went to this gym like <clears throat> old school shithole everyone was on stuff yeah. and people were literally saying just give it a try it wasn't like Ben don't try it yeah, it was yeah. just like here's, Actively, a, here's a back of yeah, fucking yeah. Harry like it's, it's easy yeah. to pick up a back of Harry yeah. so I did it and I was like taking way too much so I was like I was probably about when I was you were so 20, large I was like 16 stone pretty lean as well and like <laughs> young yeah mate. i was ma- i was doing it i was doing it for lads holiday to go on photos of you in that in that condition i'll be interested to see that yeah i'll try and find a photo of it it was about um, 11 years ago now wasn't it yeah it was a while ago but i was just taking stuff because we're going on lads holiday as well it was pathetic so it wasn't yeah. be- and that's what i mean like when you try and apply that logic of well you'd think this person would do it and this person wouldn't you've got kids who are just doing i was literally like 19 yeah doing stuff because they want to get better for lads holiday yeah. you have you have people in like on fucking at Google or working at big businesses who were just doing a bit of gear to be better at triathlons or running stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy the people that like, yeah. people go to all the reasons why some yeah. people will do it. It's mad, and that's one thing. Like a disclaimer as such, like because I'll say, oh yeah, if you want to do it, fine, fill your boots. But like at the same time, I, I guess I would kind of discourage it, just in the, or not even just that, but like you better have been training for a like like you said there, you'll get you know. 17 18 year olds that would just start taking drugs like without having come anywhere near their you know their like natural potential like 
that for me is like mind blowing. Like I think people, again, society, it's just the, the everyone is so impatient. I'm impatient, but like at least give it a bit of a chance. Like even just out of interest. Like do you know what I mean? Mm. If you take drugs in your 18, aren't you intrigued to see, you know, to see like what you could have done before that? At least yeah. give it like you know five, ten years. Train like really hard. If you've trained really hard, you you know you've eaten relatively well, you've recovered fairly well, and then you think, do you know what? I would like to see what I can do. Then fair enough. But if you've been in the gym for like six months or a year and you're jumping on gear, I think that's just for me. That's like mad. I can't understand mm-hmm. why you do that. It's just again, it just reflects badly on society in terms yeah. of just impatient and needing to do stuff right now. Do you? Uh, Sorry, it's a quick one. Do you ever get offended when people ask you, like, I get it a lot as a woman, and I'm thinking, well, I've been training since I was literally out the womb, yeah. and I, my <clears throat> genetics are very good. Like, I'm very aware yeah, yeah, that I'm a muscular yeah. woman. I've got a yeah. six-pack. But do you ever get quite, like, pissed off? Like, I, I, don't, I don't care now, but I used to get so frustrated because I'm kind of like... It's like they're taking away the hard work. Being accused in a of being sense, on drugs. Yeah. Being accused of like being on steroids. Yeah, like so I've had it loads for like, you know, five, six, whatever, however many years, seven years now. Like like when I first had it, obviously I was a bit annoyed because I didn't know I wasn't used to it. And obviously if you're not used to people just hurling that yeah. abuse at you, it's pretty like well, but then I've got a pretty thick skin. I, I like to be honest. For the last few years, like I, my overriding reaction is I find it quite funny. Like I find it the thought that someone would go to the effort of like Going on their computer or phone and, and actively writing a comment like on a video, mm-hmm. I think that's if I picture them in my head, it's quite funny. They're just in their yeah. sweaty room writing a comment, right? But but for me, like, because people say, oh, you know, oh, you should see it as a compliment. Like, on the one hand, physically, of course, yeah, someone saying you look so good, you must be on drugs. That's a pretty sick compliment. However, like, if you look at the flip side of that, like I've said this so many times, like, if I was on drugs now, yeah. I would. That makes me a complete psychopath. Do you know what I mean? I, I've, I would have. I've weaved the biggest fucking web of lies and like w- scenarios. And do you know what I mean? For for me to be on drugs and this whole time, adamantly say I'm not on drugs. That would make me an absolute like serial killer level psychopath. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. It's not a compliment. That, that's someone saying. Yeah. If, do you know what I mean? If you're, if you're saying, I get like, I don't really get it that bad. And like to be honest, part of me is like I just don't care. Like just forget about it because it doesn't affect my everyday life. I don't. I don't get. Someone on the street come up to me and say, "You're on steroids." I mean, so it's not an issue for me at all. However, on the odd Instagram post or the odd YouTube video, someone will comment, say that, you know, oh, why don't you come out and say what you, what drugs you're on or whatever? And like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I personally like for 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 the longest time, I've I've just it's been like, oh, I don't care. Like, I literally don't care. I find it funny. Like, I'll show people for a laugh, right? But now I'm at the point where do you know what? Like, I don't think you should be, you shouldn't be allowed to do. I, I don't know. Like. Again, I would not accuse someone of doing something, a really, really negative, bad thing, unless I knew for sure they were doing it right or I had some completely overwhelming evidence. So the fact that someone would do that off the back of literally nothing, mm. I find it frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's not happy, it's not locked in yet, so I don't want to talk about too much, but I'm about to do, like, a massive fucking yeah, mad cool. thing that's going to just completely... But I think that'll be great for you and content as well. Yeah. Anyway, just doing that yeah. was sick. We've, got, we've actually got our own Natty or Not test as well. What, what is that? Carl's, Carl's got a hand. Just looks at you. So if you, if you beat me on this, it means that you're not you're not. Do I done? get this to play? Is, this, is, this is an exclusive. This what is all, done? This is our not so fickle podcast. Strength test. Why Can I go first? So, by the way, why have you even got this? This is like the mass. This, this is the creepiest little thing to have, mate. Why are you just sitting at home, just getting a really this, strong yeah, grip? This means that like, really? it depends what your score is. You like literally the ultimate, comes up, ultimate yeah. master of masturbation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can I go first? Carl's this set right? Uh, it should be. Yeah. 
I've just what's turned your, on. What's your best score? We've not done it. This, this is exclusive. We've not done it before. What's your best score? I'll probably break it, so I'll, I'll wait until you've gone. Okay. It said put age 25. Do I just squeeze okay. it really hard? So if anyone's not watching on YouTube, Lucy's now doing the strength. Do I squeeze it really hard? How long for? I think you just go like. As as you've got to like, make a loud okay. noise. Yeah. When you do you, it you as go. Well. <laughs> 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 what did you get up to? 38. 38. 38.7? Oh. Oh, oh my god, that really took it out of me. And that's next. Why are think... you saving it to after I've gone? Well, wait, see, oh. we're, we're actually no joke. We're getting a scoreboard for <coughs> doing the podcast and it's going to yeah. be up there, so your name is going to be on there. So Have you got any, any contacts? Very... Has anyone gone? I'll no, this, no, this no, is the no, first I was the first, Ooh, you're okay. the second. <sighs> okay. Were well, you going oh, right gosh, hand or left hand? Really right hand. Right hand. I might go both, you know. Really? Let's see which one's best. Yeah, okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, here we go. Three. You just I turned it off. I think I pushed it so, <laughs> yeah. so much. You power. broke it. That's, yeah. yeah, that has happened quite a lot. So if Matt, goes, if Matt gets over 40 on this, it means he's not natural, basically. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I've got 37. <laughs> but you're not natural. <laughs> <laughs> Ready, three, two, one, go. Oh my goodness, he's going to break it. I think he's actually going to break it. Mm. 69.8. Oh my god. 69.8. Gosh, you nearly... Do you do anything at home apart from play the pink trombone? You nearly doubled me. I don't think that's that. I reckon you might be that. I don't think that's that. I think, do you know what I said to Carl? Because you do a lot of deadlift, your grip's going to be really, really... Your grip will be insane. Close this. Yeah, but I feel like that's different to grip because you're having to... You're not just holding. Oh it, no, yeah, that's a, that's a strength it. test. Like it's grease, Why are you holding the it Lucy, up? grease that up big Hold time. Hold it up. For, well, you did wet. for the pull-up bar. You hear my whole hand just click when I start <laughs> doing that. Well. Are you ready? This isn't, this isn't being published. I'm going again. By the way, I'm going again okay. after this. If you beat, I'm going again. Sixty-nine. That's insane. Oh, that's a magic number, isn't it? Feel like it's going to pop. Let's go. You just go. Okay. You're about to press start. Come on, Big Ben. Let's go, man. Let's go. Go on. I want to see. I can't see the screen. Don't we cheating? How was that cheater? Put it on the floor. Shall I do it again then? Well, I'm going to get oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, right no, now. do it again. You've got to do that again because. Let do it then. I'll go again. So my... I just got 76, but I did put it down, so I don't think that counts. That was cheating. You were pushing against over. the floor. I my left stronger because my left hand is my overgrip in deadlift, which you would think mm. would be stronger. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go again, left hand pushing in, then I'm going to go right hand. Okay. Okay. You can't push into the floor. It's the new rule. You can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I mean, I'm not really involved in this, am I? I'm a bit out of the... Okay. <sighs> this is a non-masturbation hand. I want to get 100. I want to get three figures here. You'll goal. break the machine. Maybe there you should go, go next in case it breaks. Oh, goodness. There we go. Gosh. Oh, my. <clears throat> what did you get? 76.2. Oh, 77.4. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't, you can't just keep going. Okay, yeah. this is, this is okay, the last, this is the last go. I don't know if my left go. be better or not. It might not be. Well, I'm at the bottom of the scoreboard. I want more than that. I think. I want to get 80 at least. Oh, you've just broke it. What have, have I you done? Broke it? Oh, yeah, I broke it. Press on and off. It's cheap shit. Hold it down. So, you might okay. have to do it after because okay. this is just you wasting time. I think I probably would have beat you anyway. No, you wouldn't have, mate. There you max. go. You said max. It came up as yeah. max, yeah. There you go. It said, please don't okay. do any harder because you'll break it. So this is your last go on okay. air and then you can do it after On mine, it said one hand at a time when I did yeah. it. Yeah. Pull. Oh, oh. fuck, you hit my finger. <laughs> oh, my God. I dislocated my 36, hand. I beat Ben. After <laughs> I go. Just use that. I beat Ben. Much. If you beat, I'm going again. This will be going for a while. Go on. One more. One more. Oh, goodness. Oh, I was weak. 63. Yeah. Now we're going to oh, pause this game now. But you'll do it again with someone else and they'll beat you and then I need to come back and do it again. <laughs> there you go. It, that's the other thing. Like, it, It's difficult sometimes. Like, I don't speak about it often, but when I have spoken about it, 
I shouldn't have gone, yeah, like when I was whatever, I took stuff. Oh, well, now whatever you do doesn't count. You're cheap because you've yeah, worked it. Yeah. It's not like it lasts for fucking ever, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. not... It's, it's not in your system forever. Yeah. It's, it's enough. Obviously, I will always have some kind of advantage from that period of time where I've where I've grown. That's yeah. the, that's the whole topic of discussion when we're looking at the transgender athletes and stuff as well. There's always going to be that advantage come through that period. Of how, how, it's how also long. like I think more so in like so for example in let's say in like the let's go back to the triple jump right. If you took loads of drugs and it allowed you to jump a meter further. If you stop taking drugs, you've still experienced <clears throat> what it feels like to do that, and that's like a you know that you can't that you can't inherit that skill in, other, in any other way. So that's a massive advantage. Mm. Knowing your body knows how that feels, and then you can probably replicate it. I don't know more. The chance of doing it is more is is higher. That's yeah. one thing, right? If you know, like a squat, if you can put fifty k on your squat, it, and then you go back to not doing that, you've still felt that. You've still had that on your back. You've still got that experience, mm -hmm. which is a valuable thing, right? Which obviously is, is still there. But yeah, like the yeah. Kind of irrelevant, I guess. Yeah, that mind muscle connection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it'd be interesting when you when you start doing the, the other bits as people will see on YouTube. But as we was explaining, then it's it's mad the lengths that some people will go to. Like we've been talking about the video, and I get called up on screen on YouTube of where the guy was in his hotel room just before the Olympics, literally blood doping, and the police kicked the door down. And he had to sit there for another forty minutes <laughs> just with it's the really fucking nice. with awkward forty out. minutes yeah. of all. Is that how long it takes? Why is it in your it arm to, for forty minutes? How, 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 oh, was, it, was it blood? Was it blood? blood? Doping, so he'd have to take it out and then put a transfusion in, and he had to, to finish off the transfusion whilst the police are sitting you there. Do, would you chat to that. them? Would you just be like? Yeah. yeah, so I'm obviously not competing this tomorrow, year. Yeah. I'm not gonna be, competing tomorrow. You just tried to cover up. Do you think you just made like a just put like a jumper over it or something? Yeah. You just, yeah, just you desperately tried to. Yeah, what? Do you want to hear the best drug test that I know about? So when we were swimmers, we actually did used to get drug tested, yeah. like full on after you race, stripped down, and we were we had this like 100 percent me thing where you had to log what you were taking. So there's a certain type of Sudafed that I wasn't allowed to take because it had something in a, yeah. in a Lemsip. Um, but basically, this guy had got drug tested. This must have been a while back though, because it's obviously advanced since then. And he managed to have like a pipe with like a wee bag somewhere that he was holding and then it went like behind his willy. <laughs> and he weed into this pot. And nobody noticed, because you you'll start yeah, naked. Yeah. When it came back, it was pregnant because he'd used his wife's oh, yeah. wee. I think I've heard a similar So heavy that, isn't it? Yeah. You're like, congratulations. You're if you're going to do pregnant. that, at least find a man, like, come on. Like, oh my going God, find to the extent any... of getting yeah. a tube of urine, at least find a male's urine that you yeah. know is going to be okay. Like, that's mad. Yeah, and who you can trust. Yeah, because surely they, there must be other markers other than pregnancy that it's not a, ma a male, yeah. you, I don't know, do you know what I mean? That's like, lazy. Like your, <laughs> come your hormone on. levels or something. Yeah, yeah but that is just uh, it's a bad that's situation to be in, isn't it? That's pretty, I mean, yeah, when you're doing that, then it's kind of commendable. It's like you... <laughs> You went through all effort. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going all out, still, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty weird. That was, I mean, when I was working for the police as well, I got accused of it. Then I was like, I'm obviously not going to be fucking doing it while I'm sitting in the police. But yeah. there's obviously some people that do do it, and people got kicked out whilst I was in the police for for taking gear. That's as what well. like when one of my, I even my my first powerlifting comp, my first or second powerlifting comp, I came second. The guy that won then failed a drugs test, like after the comp, but like. That's in the IPF, yeah. There are so many federations where you don't get tested. Like, if you're on drugs, what are you doing? Just don't compete in a yeah. tested fed. Yeah. Like, are you, first, it's just stupid. But secondly, like, have, I don't know, like a bit of respect. I don't know, like, if you're taking drugs, fine, but just compete in a, a fed where the other guys are as well. Why are you trying to Is sneak into an IPF? Is that only in powerlifting? I mean, you don't have that with swimming. It's either 
and athletic side of you doing Powerlifting it or you're not. weird. Like it's a, it's why it's not the Olympics. It's just a mess. There's about uh, twenty different okay. federations. So like some of them drugs test, some of them don't. But even the ones that do drugs tests, like I've been tested, but that was when I won. They only test the winner because it's often yeah, expensive yeah, yeah. them to do it. They can't they can't afford to do it. So. It's a little bit meaningless, to be honest. But still, yeah. if you are on drugs, just don't compete in a tested event. It's just taking the piss off. Yeah. That happened with the previous Olympics. So the guy who just won the 100 metres this year, the Italian guy, when they did the whole pool of testing, they did it prior to the Olympics, and he didn't get tested because his scores and numbers were so low, they didn't even think he was going to qualify, yeah. and they ended up winning. That's mad. So, and he was the only one who wasn't, one yeah. of the ones who only wasn't tested. Yeah, yeah. And his coach was a bodybuilding coach as well. Was really. coaching people on gear, so it was like, duh. So yeah. it, was, it was pretty, pretty obvious. But has that been found out though that he it's, was it's, taking yeah, things? Yeah, it's all kicked off. So he's going to get his medal strip potentially. Much, yeah, yeah. The, the oh, thing that God, yeah. you did some of the powerlifting meets as well. How the fuck does that? How did you lend yourself to powerlifting when? Because you stopped triple jumping. Was it due to a stress fracture of the spine? Yeah, yeah. How the fuck does that lend itself to deadlifting heavy shit off the floor? So it's like it is. It does. Seem it does seem a bit weird, but at the same time, so triple jump is like if you're looking to to do a sport, if you're like, oh, I want to fuck my back up, triple jump is the one. Like it's just a, I've read studies on it, yeah, and it's like when you land the hop phase, it's it's like I don't know, twelve times your body weight that's coming through your hip and your ankle, and like it's just unbelievable because you're you're essentially yeah, you like you like you watch a long jump, yeah, you run as fast as you can, you jump as far as you can, but then rather than landing like on your ass in the sandpit, you land on one foot on a hard surface. Like it's a ridiculous amount of impact. So your back just gets absolutely mashed. And because it's obviously unilateral, it's such an, you know, you, you only got a, so many times I'd just land awkwardly and, I'm, and I'm, my back would be in spasm oh for like God. the rest of the day. So like it's a horrendous amount of impact. Um, it's just in hindsight, it's just a, a mad thing to do. It's just such a weird event. I don't know how, why I even started doing that. But yeah, so, I just yeah, my back was just mashed. I had like a bit of time where like I was just I couldn't even stand up straight. It was just horrendous. Then like it started feeling okay. I started going to the gym and just doing upper body stuff. I started doing like squats and deadlifts, just like body weight and then like with a bar, just as like you know, like um, conditioning, like strengthening, rehab stuff. But like the thing with a deadlift and a squat is particularly a sumo deadlift, like it's heavy and outwardly it seems like it's a lot of impact but like it's not it's, it's controlled you're doing the exact same thing over and over again and if your technique is good and you build it up slowly mm. the risk is almost non-existent because it's not like rugby you know rugby you can be conditioned but if someone just fucking plows yeah. into your knee you can't account for that squat and deadlift you do that you know I've, I've squatted about 50 million times in my life what, what is going to go wrong I'm doing the same thing every single time like if I get stuck if I get stuck someone takes it or I dump it I mean obviously ideally you don't get to a you don't squat to a level where you might dump it so there's the risk is so non-existent mm. and the pressure on your back like I said when I first started I was conventional deadlifting and that would that would I could feel my back where where the stress fracture was and it was like it would stop me lifting because it hurt when I switched to sumo deadlift, like with a with a neutral spine, it didn't touch it at all. Like at times, I was deadlifting heavy three times a week, and it was completely fine. Like it's a different kind of impact. The impact that that caused the injury for me was that was the impact. hit in the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's different yeah. to loading. Like that's a way more controlled thing. And because I built it up so slowly over such a long period of time, I guess it just got you know stronger at the time. Um, and by the time I got to heavy loads, I'd, I'd done the movement so many times. It was yeah. so ingrained in me, and my technique was decent. It, yeah, it's like my, my my squat form, even though I squat low bar, it's almost a high bar position. My back's very upright. My deadlift, sumo, same thing. So my back, my lower back never really gets, you know, any any kind of stress. So 
it's never been an issue. My back's the best it's ever been. Like, but, but when I was a triple jumper, if I I couldn't stand up for more than like five minutes, my back would just go into spasm all the time. Whereas now my back feels like the best it ever has. It feels really good, you know, which is not Did, a did nice you get change. scanned at the time? Yeah, so, so I, I, I had a, a guy who, like a physio chiropractor, who I'd see every like two or three weeks. Um, and it was pretty clear that's what it was. We went yeah. to a, got a scan, obviously, just to make sure, but it was kind of, it was nothing else it could be, you know. It basically, it was like, uh, my back would hurt. Um, and every time I do like a plyometric session or a jump session, it would it would like I'd be in spasm for the rest of the day. I couldn't stand up straight. It would be like you know when your back just go like yeah. my yeah. The, my erectors would just go solid, and I, and I literally would just be stuck in a weird bent over like an old man for like hours afterwards. And it just got worse. It would be like you know first time it happened ten minutes, then it was like an hour, then by you know but after six months it was like I'd spend the rest of the day on a sofa because I couldn't stand up straight. Um, and yeah, I think I just had a session where I just like just landed landed a hop in like an awkward angle and just like yeah, just absolutely slammed it, and that was I guess just like the icing on the cake, and I was just fucked after that for. A Did you find it difficult to? Because I suppose for, for, for how how long that's like your identity, isn't your yeah, your yeah. fucking life? Like almost ten, well, pretty much ten years. I did like the the first few years it was just at school and it was at uni, but then I, you know for the last seven years or so I considered myself a triple jumper that was my profession like I said I, I never got to like a world class level but I did it full time you know I had a couple of years where I stopped working so I could focus on it like yeah. funding in, in athletics is so bad so like I had mates that won like world medals and weren't getting funded like it's it's crazy the the, the different the discrepancy between certain sports but um yeah I wanted you know that that was what I did for that long so yeah definitely yeah, that's that's why I got into YouTube because I stopped athletics and I just had like this massive gaping hole mm -hmm. in my life like what am I doing now like felt a bit aimless so that was kind of that filled that void basically I didn't know that right that's quite interesting the same as me like I my identity was a swimmer yeah 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 hi I'm like Lucy like, I'm yeah, a swimmer yeah, yeah. like that's all I was and yeah. I went straight into fitness but I didn't yeah. I didn't actually clock oh, on look at that it coming have you ever this happens a lot in I think, I've, well, from what I've heard, it happens a lot in athletics, so I'm wondering if you had much of it. Because we spoke about it quite a lot as you progress through your career. And the reason why I said that happens in athletics because I spoke to Harry about it with some people who become quite salty because although he isn't the best performer, he now makes decent money from sponsors because he's a bit of a personality, yeah. he's a character, people buy into him. Have you had it much where you've, as you've progressed through your career and, and, and as you progress to currently where you are now, you've distanced yourself from certain people or you found yourself moving into a different social circle or you've had to move away from some salty people who have just left comments because they've become better at seeing you progress and them stay pretty stagnant. Not really. I, to be honest, like, when I was doing athletics, like, I didn't even, like, I wasn't even on, I'd be on Facebook, I wasn't even on social media, like, it wasn't really a thing. So, like... And I think I didn't, you know, I know what you mean, but like I, when I started social media, I, I'd stopped athletics, so like I wasn't doing it as a triple jumper. Do you know I, mean? I know what you mean? There are obviously some athletes who, yeah, maybe they're making money through other avenues as a result of social media, and so they're not the best sprinter, but because they're doing more shit, they're making more money, right? I mean, that's like good on them. Do you know what I mean? That, that's I say yeah, any sport. Like yeah. you look at football, like you know, you might have two footballers that are one's a better player, but the other guy's whatever. It's got a bigger social media and is making more money because they command, they can, they can command a bigger fee. So that's like part of it. That's part of the skill, right? Is the ability to market yourself. Same with social media. You know, you can have, you, you can have two people that have a million followers. One can be making ten times the amount of the other because they're better at maximizing, capitalizing on that following. So like, yeah, I know some people have like millions of followers and then fuck all money, and some yeah. people have like a couple of thousand. Yeah, 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 shit ton of money. So yeah, yeah. It doesn't always. What, what I more mean is like even past. Your sporting 
career as you moved away, even from maybe that period of PE teacher to yeah. where you are now? Do you find that your social circle or your friend? I mean, naturally, they will begin to change. Bit, yeah. But do you think? I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, I, I've not really encountered really anyone that's like you know salty as such. Some people are just can be like quite dismissive. Like not so much now because it's evident that like I'm doing all right, you know. But back in the day when I was like not doing so, well, it wasn't so apparent that I was making money from mm -hmm. it people would be would almost yes yeah, like kind of laugh at it and like be dismissive in the sense of like that isn't a real job like what are you doing why don't you go and get a real job but like yeah um i think to be honest for me now it's like overwhelmingly positive like people that you know most people are really cool about it and they're like really happy for me and like this mm. yeah like and like, i think I, I don't know i'd be the same like I, I think it's cool if i if you know if you if you know someone that's done really well that's the celebrity or is in a really cool position and you knew them before that's pretty cool wouldn't it being like oh yeah. i knew you when you were just did nothing like i think it's yeah like i find that inspiring that, that if someone has done that, gone from nothing to being in a really good position, it's cool. I feel like mm. it gives you, you know, hope that you could do the same thing, mm -hmm. like you can emulate that. Um, but no, I don't think I've really encountered any like negativity in that sense, really, I don't think. Yeah, I think it, we were having this conversation at Denny yesterday, and if, like for the industry that you're in, 99.9% .9 of people would change positions with you like that based on the success and stuff that you've had. And some people will appreciate that, but then some people will throw stones because that's their, yeah. their, 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 their way of dealing with it. And a lot of people do it, for example, when we're looking at personal training with Joe Wicks. Loads of people hate on Joe Wicks because yeah, yeah. he's uber successful. <clears throat> and yeah. people just use that as a as a coping mechanism. I guess yeah. that, that's that's kind of difficult. But yeah. yeah, it's like jealousy. Again, it's the same. It goes similar to the drugs thing, right? It's just like it's uh, it makes you feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. If someone's doing really well and you're not in it and you're not, obviously that emphasizes the fact that you're not doing well so it's easier for you to bitch about them or slag mm -hmm. them off or say something bad because that it detracts from the fact that you're maybe not doing as well as you want to be like anyone right anyone that is critical or negative about someone else that's that's a reflection on themselves you know i mean I, I would never i would never like i don't know go all out bitching about someone you know oh this person's such a i hate their stuff like well like what i haven't got time like, i don't care like what yeah do you know what i mean i don't literally don't care like i think you've got to be You've got to have probably issues, you know, your own issues. To to that's that's kind of a uh, you're broadcasting that, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, for you to for you to go and do that because that's where else would that come from? Do you mean if someone is if someone is horrible to someone else, they're probably not having a very good time. Like, yeah, that, that's one of the things I'd say as well. You know, going back to not just the drug accusation, but just general negativity. Like, I kind of I would feel sorry for that person if someone is is having such such a shit time that they they get off on like writing negative comments. Like I feel a bit sorry for that person. Mm -hmm. It's a bit of a weird existence. I mean, they're obviously not having a very nice life because if you were having a nice life and you were doing well, you, you wouldn't waste your time doing that, would you? Do you know what I mean? So it's more a reflection on, on them than it is on you, I'd say. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult situation to be in because like we said before, like you'd have to be a fucking sociopath not to hear or see those opinions that, yeah. and that are negative. But it's, I suppose it's where you give your energy or 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 whose are those opinions that you value yeah. that starts to become important. Yeah. Exactly when... that, yeah. Exactly that. Like, you know, if I'm if I'm walking outside and a tree branch hits me, I'm not going to get annoyed at the, the tree because it's a fucking tree. Like, it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't know what it's doing. Like, if someone is, like, a lot of the comments, a lot of the negative comments, the people writing those comments are either A, a complete moron, or B, a 12-year-old kid that's sitting in their mum's basement. Like, I don't value either of those person's opinions, so I'm not going to take that on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? you'd never if take I, advice yeah. off them. Like, if I go and give, if I go and critique someone's 
if someone is a snooker player right, and I go and critique them, they probably don't give a fuck because I have no idea what I'm talking yeah. about. So they shouldn't value my opinion because it's meaningless. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same thing. Like if someone's commenting that isn't in a position to their opinion means nothing, then don't worry about it. it like you said, if it's someone that you do value their opinion or it's someone that knows you or whatever, then that's different and you probably should take that on board. But you've got to you know, learn to dis- distinguish because otherwise you're just going to go mad if you take mm-hmm. everything on board of that because there's obviously going to be some of it out there. It's it's a difficult headspace to, to get. Like, even if you don't know right now, the headspace that you're in is so fucking difficult yeah. to get to. And, for example, we had someone who's similar again. We had James Smith on a few weeks ago, and he's that same kind of person where he's got to that point now where he's like, I don't give a fuck about yeah. the, the, you the have, people. You literally, you would die. Yeah. You, you, would, yeah. you couldn't do it. You, you you physically couldn't do it. Like, you can't... I feel like you, you can learn it to an extent, but a lot of it is just innate, right? But you, if, you, if, you, if you don't have a thick skin, if you can't... Like I see some people who are new to social media, like my brother, my, he's just new on Instagram, right? If he gets a negative ben. comment, yeah, he'll try and argue back. And I say, don't you, yeah. like, you can't do that. It's not sustainable. Like, just don't worry about it. Like, that person is probably not having a great time. Don't, just don't worry about it. But you, you have to be that way. But it's hard to, you can't make someone think that way. If someone, you know what I mean? If, if you want to do something, it's hard for someone to tell you not to because that's how you feel. So mm. you can develop it a bit. But I do think for me, I've always been that way. I've always been a very confident person. And, like, I can take criticism. Like, I don't know. I don't really give a shit, basically. Do you know what I mean? I'm happy with what I'm doing. So if someone wants to criticise me, then fair enough. And if it's valuable or they're a person that I value, then I'll take it on board. But if it's someone who invariably is that just is not even worth my time thinking about, then I'm just not going to think about it. Yeah. And then I think the female pool is a whole different ball game. Yeah. I mad. mean, Fuck yeah, some it's of the just really, on women's it's like, just so, it's just, it's just so bitchy, and I'm just like, oh, but it goes stop both ways. It. I feel like even the positivity, I'm like, calm down, yeah. mate. Like, yeah. I look at some of the comments, and they're like, I fucking love you. You're like, yeah. what are you doing? It's a picture of you just stood outside in some leggings. How can you say I fucking <laughs> yeah, love it's you? Like, intense. I'm like, Jesus, this yeah. is mad. Like, I think that's quite an American thing. Yeah. I know it's a lot of my like American followers comment. I love you so much, sis. I'm like. Do you? Do like, you? Do you? You love me. I love me it. So, and I, yeah. I really. It's just so different. Yeah. Like, like culture, I think that's quite different. It's yeah, intense. girls can be such bitches online. Like, it's actually unbelievable. Yeah. The worst ones I get, like the ones like the steroids, you look like a man. They come from guys. So I'm like, oh, you've got a small dick. Yeah. But the the ones that come from girls are like paragraphs, and they're they're trying to put meaning and emotion yeah. behind. It. I'm like, you're actually Man. just like. Not a very nice yeah. person. But, but again, you've just got to feel... So, someone that's written a paragraph in a comment on social media, oh. think about their existence. Wow. It probably yeah. isn't very nice. So I feel like you've yeah. just got to feel sorry for them. Like for same, sure. Going back to school, yeah, some of the kids I would teach, you get the, you always get one kid in the class and you're like, I, you know, I want to be... I'm a nice guy, but I literally hate this kid. <laughs> like, I literally... I hate you so much. But then you'd go and we had like a program. It's called like Sims, where you can go and you log on and you can see the person's backstory and like all the stuff they've gone through. And so I would always, I'd make an effort to go. If I had a kid that I didn't like, and I'd go and read all about their stuff, and you'd be like, "Fuck, they've had a horrible life. Their parents are horrible. They've done all these horrible things." Like I remember there was a kid, right, who they found out that when they were like two and three, their parents would take them to houses and send them through the cat flap to steal stuff. Like imagine finding that out when as as a kid, that's gonna fuck you up, isn't it? So, I mean, it's pretty fair. You're probably gonna be a horrible kid because you've had that. You've had to go yeah, through that. So, definitely. I found that really helpful in terms of empathy. I'd be like, do you know what? I'll cut them yeah. some slack because they've had a shit yeah, life. Yeah, so, help him out. It's the same thing. Someone writes that they're probably having, <clears throat> probably got a bit of a shit life. So that's you know, don't worry about it. It's like more. Like I said, it's more a reflection on them than it is on you. you know? Yeah, definitely. I think some Oliver Twist shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. kids in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had another kid when the kid got too big. 
Like, it's funny, but at the same time, you're like, fuck, going back to what I was saying about everyone having kids, yeah. they should not be yeah, allowed to have kids. Do you know what I mean? I, I think the people who sometimes don't deal with those comments well, and we've, we saw it a lot over the, the past I mean, a couple of years, is people who are overly anal about being PC, about being so fucking politically yeah, yeah. correct all the time, that they're getting themselves sort of entwined with this fucking sphere of just being nervous and scared to put stuff out because they're so scared of criticism yeah. to try and be too PC yeah. and just put you in this really shit place. The I think the analogy we've used sometimes before is, and again, for people who are listening, if you've been subject to negative comments, a way to almost visualise it is to look at a football stadium. And if you looked at for how many hundreds of thousands of people who comment, like whatever your stuff, how many of those people would be cheering for you versus yeah, how many yeah, people yeah. would be <clears throat> booing you? Yeah. You wouldn't be able to hear the boos because of that many yeah. people who are in your corner at yeah. the same time. Probably a lot of people who support you don't leave a comment or don't yeah, leave yeah. a like. It's just the negative people that yeah. fucking leave it yeah, there. Like, that's, that's so true. Like You could have a thousand comments. You would get a thousand comments. You get one negative comment and that's the one that will stick in your mind. Obviously, because mm. it's just, again, it's human nature. So like you said, you've got a yeah, that's a great way to visualise it because it is literally insignificant. You're never, you, you know, you could. I did a video where I did like, um, I gave like a hundred, I did a hundred thousand characters, but I gave it, it was all to charity, so I gave a shit ton of yeah, food to charity. Really yeah, good. still got like two, I think it was like two or three negative comments. Like, Trying to flex on it. You literally yeah. can't please, like, it's just, that's life, and yeah. you could make a video where you're a fucking monk for 10 years and you just do amazing <laughs> things, but someone will still criticise you because that is society, that's yeah. what yeah. people are like. So Absolutely. it's just knowing how to distinguish between what's valuable and what's not. So without giving too much away, what have you got coming up next? Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so we've got the Morsia Gyms opening soon, which is pretty exciting. exciting. It's, so it's literally mad. Yeah, as it's if, really mate, exciting. As if, so it's even a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got Guildford, Nottingham and Loughborough. Uh, there's a few more possibly that are going to be happening. It's just that I'm trying to negotiate because like the biggest thing on these is that they're sick gyms and like I'm not going to compromise on that. So if they're not going to be sick gyms, then they just won't happen. Yeah. But... Um, you literally yeah. put your name on it, so yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So yeah, maybe some more of those. We'll see. Uh, I'm doing the drug thing. I, I can't go into yeah, too yeah. much, but that's going to be mad. That's going to be. It'll be the first time someone's ever done it that I know of on social media. And like I said, it will be. Yeah, I've said it before, and like said it on my Instagram before. Like if you are, if you're accusing me of taking drugs, like probably stop doing that because I'm literally about to prove completely you know beyond beyond any doubt completely conclusively that i'm not and that almost certainly that you can say that i'd never have been as well so mm-hmm. that'll be like i'm it's, it's it's dragging on now so it's getting a bit of shit but like when it happens i'm like buzzing for that to happen because it'll be like really cool content it'll be i think it'll be eye-opening and hopefully it will kind of it'll make people think twice about just throwing out accusations do you know what i mean because like Absolutely. i think there are people i mean i know the people that are natural that look better than me that are stronger than me but i feel like i'm a good level in terms of being a natural athlete and yeah. so if people say well do you know what Matt's natural so hang on a minute maybe I should reassess what I think is possible because I think people have mm-hmm. extremely low expectations you know what I mean or, or beliefs as far what you can do oh my god they do um, but I wouldn't be on that uh, I'm doing a video in a couple of weeks or when this comes out probably quite soon after it's going to be fucking horrendous but you you can just wait and see that but yeah that's going to be Similar to what we did today, but just much, much worse. That'll be quite funny. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to do, you know, just continue doing stuff. Got a house, mad house build that's going to be happening soon. I'm well excited for that. That'll be fun. Well, are you going to do book number two or? No, I'm not. I'm not an author. Like, do you know what? Yeah, like, so Penguin really <coughs> want me to do another book, like, because obviously you might as well, right? Because it's a like, if you're an author, that's what you do. But writing a book is a massive ball ache. Like, it was, 
do you know what? Like, I, I'm so happy I did it, and it's really cool, and like, it's mad. It was like a, for two weeks, yeah, it was a Sunday Times bestseller. Like, I'm a Sunday Times bestselling author. Like, what the fuck? It's just <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. But I feel like I've done that now, and I'm, I'm moving on. Do you know what I mean? Like, writing a book is not, it's like, it is cool, but it's a massive ball. Like, it's a lot of work. Like, it, lots of other things suffered while I was doing that, so there's no way I could justify yeah. doing another book. Um, that's something I'd like to, I feel like I've just kind of, I've done it now, and I'm like, moving on. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not. No, I feel like there might wrong. be another point, like later in life, though, where you could be like, do you know what? That could be a thing. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's just hard. Like, what I didn't appreciate at the time is that obviously you write a book over quite a long period of time, and like, say it takes six months or whatever. Mm. When you like, I'd then go back and I'd be like, that chapter one is shit. Like, I want to rewrite yeah. it, and you could just do that indefinitely. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like decorating a house. Like our house we're in now, we decorated ten years ago. We were in one room at a time. By the time we finished, room one was like a year old. We were like, oh, maybe we could change it. Like, yeah. you could do it indefinitely. It's yeah. really hard to say. Do you know what? I'm done now. I'm stopping. Like. Even now, I read it, and there's some bits of the book that I want to change, but it's like you've got to draw the line somewhere because you could just do it forever. Yeah, do you forever. know what I mean? So I found that really, really hard. I think it could be, yeah, maybe it would be cool. Maybe it'd be cool to do like some more in the future, but I'd want, I'd need to have more time because, like, I feel like it's right now. I found it really hard to get the time to do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe like a few years down the line, maybe that could be something I could do. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. Maybe like color by numbers, maybe <laughs> erotica, maybe like an erotica, like a karma sutra type thing. Like, didn't you guys do that? I think you do like a. Well, pretty sure we did. We, we Lucy met. and Ben top hundred position, the sex position. Yeah, we, 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 we met on Grand. I know so Cal was... told me he got the shots for that. So. Yeah, he did. Oh yeah. my he's, he's god, got, he's got he a too. The rights to it. So yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, no. Um, nice. You should look that. That is actually honestly, that's a thing. Let's Google it. But where can people find you? I know you've got the same name across everything. I'm not giving my address out. But no, no, not the address, <laughs> not your address or your mobile because that would be going against your um, own privacy. But no, where can people find your Instagram? Just YouTube. like just just type in like Matt does fitness any on any. I think if you type in Matt on YouTube, yeah. the does fitness. Matt, <laughs> I think you got to do Matt anyway. D, then it comes up. Oh, Matt I'm D. slowly working my You're way working down the letters. Yeah, yeah, M. yeah. You type in an M, mm-hmm. Matt yeah. does fitness will come up. And we'll put, we'll put all links on the YouTube part anyway. If you listen to this one, you enjoy it. And you don't think we're all dicks? Leave a review on. I don't think we're all Apple. dicks. Like if you think one or two, then yeah, like, yeah. yeah these that's fine. two. Yeah, law of averages. You're gonna knock them Yeah, one of them's gonna be a penis. No, she's actually she is. <laughs> In real life, Lucy's a massive dick. By the way. <laughs> and if you watch it and then listen to a story, then tag me, Lucy, and Matt. You're gonna do it one more time. Friends. You're an absolute. Oh, we're all got ninety. No, you no, didn't. You didn't. And it's got end, end the podcast. But we'll uh, we'll catch you next one, guys. Bye. Woo woo. See you later.